Good afternoon, Pirate fans. This is potentially a ball game victory for us. Hasn't happened since 2013. But my friend Ryan Long and myself are currently in Birmingham, Alabama for the Birmingham Bowl as we have ECU take on Coastal Carolina. ECU 7-5, Coastal Carolina 9-3. A lot to look forward to, a lot to talk about also. But before I get into it, I'm going to have Ryan have his take on what he thinks will happen with the spread and what to look forward to. All righty, folks. Uh, we just want to thank everyone that's tuned in and supported Alumni Sports this year. Richard's put a ton of work into this, and uh, we look forward to growing this thing. And I want to start off with uh, talking about the pep rally last night. Uh, we arrived in Birmingham as the fireworks are going off, and we're not, not a whole lot of Coastal Carolina fans at the pep rally, and uh, they brought their whole team out, and um, it was just a pretty weak event in our opinion. And um, the Pirates, you know, this is definitely a business trip for us. You know, we've got some – bad blood after last year's bowl game cancellation and uh you know Holt Nailers and Mike Houston showed up and briefly spoke to Pirate fans and um you know they got out of there pretty quickly uh meanwhile Coastal they took their whole football team to Topgolf right down the street um you know I guess that's their pregame ritual um but kind of want to talk about the spread a little bit um ESPN originally had it minus nine five but they've uh, bumped it down to minus seven now so uh, we feel good about the Pirates here, and, um, you know, this is Ayler's last game as a Pirate, so looking to hopefully, you know, get him, send him on his way with a win and, um, you know, bring this bring this bowl back to Greenville. That's right, all you listeners. Coastal Carolina did go to Topgolf. Now, they are out of Conway, South Carolina, which is right outside Merrill Beach. Surprisingly, I don't understand it. I'm biased. I live in Florida currently, Tampa, Florida to be exact. But Merrill Beach is considered the golf capital of the world over 80 award-winning golf courses along 60 miles of Carolina coastline. So probably is a big thing out there in Conway slash Merrill Beach. But besides the point, one thing about the pep rally. So as Ryan alluded to, ECU, so it was Hull Nailers and Miles Berry, two senior captains that came along with Houston. But on the other end, Coastal Carolina brought their whole team. They're kind of goofing around and kind of brought a feel of like, we're just happy to be here. Now, Coastal Carolina's lost two in a row. They got demolished by JMU, and then they lost to Troy in the Sun Belt Championship game, which truthfully, they shouldn't have even been in championship game. Coastal Carolina shouldn't have been, because the only reason why is JMU is their first year in FBS football, so they're not allowed to even you know, enter the championship game, yet alone go to a bowl game, which they would have if it wasn't for that rule. But... It was just kind of a weird, awkward situation. Grayson McCall, star quarterback, entered the transfer portal, but he said he's not going to commit anywhere until after the bowl game, but he's still playing, along with their center. But their center, he committed to UNC already, but similar to Grayson McCall, he's going to play this last final game. So that's Willie, Willie Lampkin, the center, by the way. And for Grayson, he even said out on the, the microphone to all the fans, you know, oh, I love Coastal Carolina, best place ever. But then you could hear chants in the crowd saying, why aren't you a transfer portal? <laughs> so that was kind of a contradicting thing for him to even say. And it was just an awkward situation because uh, this is one of the very few, if not the first time I've heard and seen somebody actually play their bowl game that's not even meaningful and yet alone, you know, enter a transfer portal. So weird situation, to say the least. But about this game so it is going to be at protective stadium it's a turf field for all you guys and girls out there that all into the grass turf fields all that if it makes a difference or not 
which turf field always is, you know, known as being more of a speed friendly field. Now you get some injuries also because of the turf, but that's another story. But with this game, offensive offensively, ECU totals more offense, both in passing and rushing. So 58 total yards more than Coastal Carolina. But defensively, Coastal has a better pass defense. It's not, trust me, it's not much better. And on top of that, Lance Boyking and G- D. Jordan Strong, the two starting corners for Coastal Carolina, already declared for the draft, not playing this game. So, I mean, their pass defense, I think, allowed just about 282 yards of pass to ECU's 300. So only 18-yard difference, but ECU's pass defense has been horrendous. Hopefully, because of this in-between break, we've corrected some things in the secondary. But when it comes to rushing, ECU is a better rushing defensive team where we allow about 111 yards compared to Coastal's 130. And the interesting thing about that is how is Coastal Carolina going to have their game plan approach? Because Coastal is, a lot of times it passes off the run on a play action or a read option to set up Grayson McCall down down the lane, throwing it deep. But now ECU's d- defense is very fine-tuned when it comes to run game. So are they just going to straight pass from a shotgun? That's not how they typically do things. Or are they going to stick to you know their their guns and do what they're best at? We'll see what happens, but also it'd probably probably be a little bit tougher because they do have an interim coach right now as their head coach, Jeremy Chadwell, took the Liberty job. Overall, he was 39 and 22 in five years. He's left the team. And he and Mike Houston did have a you know relationship because prior to that, Chadwell coached at Charleston Southern, Delta State, and Northern Greenville. And for some that don't know, Mike Houston did coach at the Citadel prior to JMU, so they've known each other in South Carolina, battling for recruits down at the FCS level, and it just it just ended up not happening of them playing head-to-head at the FBS level right now, so maybe sometime in the future, but like I said, Jeremy Chadwell did take the delivery job. He will not be coaching, but they did hire their next head coach, which is Tim Beck. He was the NC State offensive coordinator, which was announced to be the new coach. But in the meantime, they have an interim coordinator leading the team. So just a lot of dysfunction going on with some players that are in the transfer portal. One already committed, one hasn't, but they're going to play this final game. How's the team going to respond for Coastal Carolina? Are they going to say, you know, screw you in a way, you're leaving us, but you're saying you love Coastal Carolina, that doesn't make any sense, or are they going to play their hearts out for the team and the team will play their hearts out for the players leaving? We'll see, but... One one interesting thing too, Josiah Stewart, he is the edge rusher. He had offers from Michigan, LSU, and Southern Cal. Ended up committing to Michigan in the transfer portal. This guy, this guy's gonna be a big, empty space that can't be filled because he's had 16 sacks the last two years combined, along with being a first team selection. So again, just off the jump, the quarterback transferring out, but he's playing his last game. The center already committed to UNC, but uh, he's playing his last game. But then you have Josiah Stort, their best defensive player, out. Then you got the two starting corners out also for the draft. So it's in the favor for EC right there. That's why we started out probably at a 9.5 rate for a spread. Came down to 7 a little bit. And for ECU, the only noble players that are getting much like you know, meaningful playing time, Ryan Jones, clear for the draft, our great tight end. Hopefully everything goes well for him. And Avery Jones, our center, 
entered the portal and transferred to Illinois. So the center quarterback connection, that'll be something to look forward to. Hopefully it'll be a great situation with the backup coming in. But that other than that, it's the two main pieces that we really have lost, to be honest with you, that's gotten significant playing time throughout the whole entire year, and it hasn't waned since. Now, we'll just see what happens with that. But like I said, Coastal coming off two straight losses. But for ECU, we did come off our last game as a win versus versus Temple. And that was a score of 49-46. But we gave up 527 yards to Kurt Warner's son, freshman quarterback. And that's passing itself. So we got to find a way to correct this. I'm sure we found a way to mitigate this happening for this game. To definitely not 500-some yards. And we'll just see how that goes. And for this game, a vital person for sure, always Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell averaged 7.4 yards a rush. I believe he'll get probably 150, 175 yards, probably get to 1,500 rushing mark. That'd be key. And then one cool thing too, CJ Johnson is only 67 yards receiving away from 1,000 yards. And then we already have Winstead at 1,013, if I'm not mistaken. Then we get CJ to 1,000. That'd be very impressive just to say that we've had two receivers at 1,000 each. Coastal Carolina doesn't even have one at 1,000 yet. So that really says something about how prolific our offense is. And when it comes down to Coastal Carolina, they already had a bad, statistically it's better than ECU's, only by a few yards, but it's still a really, really bad secondary. And two of their starting corners aren't even partaking in this game. So I'm expecting, I mean, for us, it's going to be just, pick, uh, it's going to be a pick and choose. You want to run it, you want to throw it. We're going to have success either way, in my opinion, when it comes down to that. And like I said, when that edge rusher gone, at Josiah Stort, that's one less person we have to worry about when it comes down to it. So with my prediction, as we'll start getting into it right now, I think ECU minus seven is going to be the move. I really think it's going to happen. I think ECU, as Ryan talked about, I went to the military ball last year, ended up getting canceled. You know, the Pirates still held it down, the Pirate alumni. And speaking of that, last night we did have the Pirate alumni group up on a rooftop right at the stadium. Great food and you know, always a great time with the Pirates. I can't say the same about Coastal Carolina. I don't know where they were at, but they had, definitely didn't have any enthusiasm compared to the Pirates. But like I said, I think we'll take this win. We'll get another bowl game victory under, you know, Daddy Fick. Have that set up tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but next year in the stands. And I think the spread will will cover the spread. My seven, ECU 7-5 record, both wins and losses and against the spread. Coastal Carolina 4-7-1, not as good as ECU. So, like I said, minus seven. I think it's going to be a very high game. My prediction, I think it's going to be right about, let's say – I'm going to say, hmm, I got to think about this. I think, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I think ECU is going to score 42 points, and I think Coastal will be at right about 28. So, yep. So I think that's going to be the final score, in my personal opinion, 42-28 Pirates. So we'll see how this goes. I'll be out tailgating. You'll see the purple and gold tables, some charcuterie spreads out there, and all that good stuff, big grill. Always come down and party with the Pirates. So appreciate it. Let's roll Pirates. Let's get them.